Okay. Hey. Welcome back. No, you welcome back. Yeah, no, it's like I... I, uh, <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah. No, yeah, welcome back. Uh, you missed a really hot day last oh, week. Oh, I hate it. Oh, it was fucking... It was dreadful, but... Now, this... Okay, so let's go in between. So the House of Blues, uh, uh, Local Brews, Local Grooves, and the, the, the Central Florida Toppers Beer Festival, as we've hosted these on both occasions... It's interesting. We met a lot of new people at the House of Blues one and a lot of our fans at the Central Florida Toppers. so awesome. It was so awesome. So I got to say again, thank you to Cameron for helping me out there. But honestly, uh, it was rad. Bobby put his heart and soul into what ails you. And we came through, man. Uh, What's great is I just spoke to the Orlando Weekly on Thursday. Orlando Weekly is our uh, free publication here in Florida. I mean, Orlando. So anybody in Florida who doesn't know what it is, and uh, I, there was one of the, the guys from the Orlando Weekly, uh, Daniel, was actually there and was like, oh, man, yeah, you were on the mic. You were the host. And I was like, yeah. And he goes, dude, I love it. So it was really cool. It was really cool That's to actually. So yeah. Fun. So, it, yeah, it really made an impact. And, um, yeah, so uh, really quick, I'm going to grab my phone and put something. I'm going to hand something to you. But um, so how are you doing? Dude, I'm good. Good. Um, it, was a, it was a good a good week, and it was honestly a good listen. So, good. Like, to I like speak that. as an audience member for a second, yeah, I thought that the Top Brewer event was really cool to hear about how the brewers, uh, they a can come together. All right, but, in your calendar, but, perfect. Go, keep going. Sorry. Okay. Uh, B, they can, they can like take any ingredient and make something. It was insane, and being a judge. That's so wild. It was wild. It was wild. It really was. So Andrea, Andrea, Sky, me being your judges. It was. It was. It was really wild. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's cool. I want to yeah. do that event next year. You're gonna have to be there because yeah, it's 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 a lot. It is twenty three breweries and it is a lot, man. It was a lot. That's sweet. yeah. You need to be there next year, dude. And cool. I want. What else is gonna make it bigger? We're gonna make it badass here. So yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. That's Fuck sweet. yeah. Okay, so we got an episode to do today. Yeah. We have some important questions to answer. Yeah. Like, but really important. So let's, you and I start with the first one. Yeah. And what would that be? What is Brew Hub? All right, let's go find out. Also, check yeah, your phone. Yeah, okay, so you just added that to the calendar. What yeah. is that? Uh, November 11th? Yeah. Yeah, what, get ready. What is it? I'll tell you in the outro. All right. My mind is yeah, racing. We have more important yes. questions to answer. Mm-hmm. What is Brew Hub? What is Brew Hub? Yeah. What is that building when you're going from Orlando yeah. to Tampa or from Tampa to Orlando? Right. I want to know. I want to know. It has something to do know. with beer. Yeah, the word brew might give that away. But, um, <laughs> they, yeah. They, and what are they doing? What are they doing over they there? They win some big awards. Buildings. Oh. So that yeah. we need to bring up. They win Two awards. Golds. For Florida. Yeah. Florida beer. Like, yeah. this is big at, news. You, at you the talked GABF. about it in the last yeah. episode. Yeah. Yeah. This, this is big news. This is fucking huge. So, naturally, we have to ask, what, what is, is it? Brew Hub? Yeah. Now, it wasn't something that I never said, like, we shouldn't go towards, because I know they do brew beer. And we found that out at the House of Blues, local brews, local grooves, because they were there, and we tried the Rome City. Yeah, Jenny was there. Yeah, Jenny was there, and she's going to be part of this episode. Um, so that really, really spiked an interest, and we were talking. I mean, me and her have been back and forth for three weeks now, yeah. and then, bam, last Saturday happens. This Saturday of GABF, Rome the City awards. takes gold. 
takes gold. Three ton. Not takes only gold. that. Yeah, another one. Yeah, takes gold. It's wild. All right, let's get in there. Let's get in there. What is Brew Hub? What is it? All right. So yeah, here we are at Brew Hub. Yeah. Uh, first things first. Uh, congratulations. Thank you. Let's just do it. Let's just do it. Because uh, uh, it's always like, <laughs> let's wait till later. Fill the audience. But no, fuck it. You guys won two golds yeah. at GABF, and it's new. It's freshly new. Like this just happened it ten did days just ago, happen. right? Yes, it so, did. so uh, Chris, let's talk about this. How does that feel? You know, it feels great. Obviously, our entire team is very instrumental on uh, putting out a great product and, and represent other breweries as well. So, um, you know, it was very great to have our hard work quantified into a measurable <laughs> amount. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we took home two golds, uh, you, you know, uh, against a lot of other great breweries in the United States that I truly respect, uh, that, that definitely speaks volumes of what our people do and yeah. contribute on a regular basis. So um, it was very nice to actually get you know, all the hard work that we've put in over the last three years, obviously we have our anniversary coming up um, in a week. So it's, it's very nice to finally quantify for our, some of our home brands uh, that we are producing some pretty good beer. Yeah. Um, we have won quite a bit of medals over the past three years for our partners, but to finally get one for our own home brand and our flagship IPA was definitely... <laughs> you know a memorable experience to say the least and you've also won awards for yourself and we'll get into that but uh honestly i think it's crazy some people don't know what gabf is and it's the great american beer festival that just happened in october but um so how many breweries just to give an oversight of how this thing is going to work and we'll really get into it later Mm -hmm. but how many breweries were you up in up against so uh, uh, this year is actually a 24 percent increase since last year so is it really there was about almost 3,000 breweries so I think yeah. it's 2,900 and some change uh, uh, and they each put in about four entries so we're, okay. we're talking about close to 8,000 plus beers that's um, crazy and actually this year made it the largest competition in the world for beer so that's insane uh, the showing was great uh, the competition was fierce and we're extremely lucky to make it out on the yeah. other side the way we did <laughs> Um, so, you know, there's a lot of great breweries there. Um, this year was a little different because it was more craft focused. A lot of the bigger guys um, actually did not meet the deadlines to enter. That is shocking. So <laughs> they did not uh, get grouped into the actual festival, but a lot of them actually entered the competition. So uh, mainly it was for booth space and they wanted to really showcase the small guys rather than have a, uh, a collection of bought breweries right. kind of in one section so it it was a great turnout uh met a lot of breweries that i'd never heard of before uh, that's always good though yeah it's great they're they're uh they're cranking out some great beer um and that's kind of our motto the more the merrier amen the more guys a bunch of our tampa bay locals were out there with booths so it was super cool to see that it was a great representation of florida and we're extremely proud to bring home some hardware for the state since it is our home state so uh, yeah, you know. Florida took I, obviously the Florida took the most it's ever has. Yeah. Eight, 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 eight medals this year. So uh, that female female voice we hear, Jenny. How are you? <laughs> Good. How are you? <laughs> and uh, so so here we are with Brew Hub, uh, Chris. What do you do here? What is it that you do here? So I'm the head brewer here. Uh-huh. Uh, the director of brewing operations is kind of another subtitle as well. Uh, anything that has to do with production of beer, uh, essentially all the way up until packaging, as well as partner relations and. Uh, 
you know, forecasting sales and things like that for our partners. So uh, at BrewHub, a lot of people have to wear a lot of hats. Yeah, so, <laughs> I've noticed. Um, you know, the, if you keep going with the job titles, it would be endless and you mm -hmm. couldn't fit it on a card. But, um, you know, we do whatever it takes to get done to make sure that each beer is perfect as it leaves our door. Yeah. And Jenny, I have your business card. And uh, yeah, it's very small. One title. And well, getting I to have know expanded you now. Yes. <laughs> in oh, the past couple weeks. And so, yeah, what do you do here? So, um, I'm one of our area sales managers. Uh -huh. uh, currently, I cover about 26 counties. And I have uh, two wholesalers <laughs> that um, I work with directly. I am also our new social media director. So mm -hmm. um, have a lot of fun with the Facebook. Yeah. and the Instagram, and I've been playing a lot on Photoshop with it, which is oh, super okay, cool. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> I watch uh, Jillian do everything on, on Photoshop. Illustrator, Illustrator as well, in Lightroom, and I just watch her go at it. I'm like, yeah, I'll stick with Final Cut Pro, Logic, <laughs> that's the stuff I do. Um, so yeah, the congratulations, awesome, awesome. It's insane. Again, we're gonna get into this, but uh, let's start from the beginning. Let's start from the beginning. Uh, Jenny, where are you from? Where's home? I am or actually from Jupiter, Florida. Okay. I was born in a small town called Tequesta, mm -hmm. which is part of Jupiter, Florida. And then I grew up in Connecticut. So I have a really strong connection with both, you know, the cold and the warm. So it's super cool to see all the magic that's coming out of, you know, areas near Connecticut and New England, like all the beers that they're making up yeah, there. Yeah. So, and it's also really crazy to see the development that's happening in places like my hometown too, on the polar opposite, you know? Yeah, exactly. So it's really fascinating to see development in places like my own hometown and places where I grew up. So super cool stuff. Yeah, so uh, Jupiter, as we know now, everybody's talking civil society way before you probably. When did you leave? When did you leave uh, Jupiter? I left uh, Jupiter in 2009 to move to Tampa for college. Okay, so Connecticut was where then? How did, how Connecticut did you was in my young childhood. Okay. So okay. I grew up as a, uh, a wee lass in the snow, and then my parents regretfully returned me to the the hot year-round summer of okay. Florida by the time I was a preteen. So, so why Connecticut? What, what was going on there? The my dad is an aeronautical engineer, and he used to work for Pratt Whitney. Okay. So they were like, you got to go to Connecticut. So okay. we packed up and went. And then mom, what did, what, what did she do? Mom is then? a darling stay-at-home wife who showed her kids all the love and affection they could have ever needed. Sounds like my mom. Okay, well, mom, I'm not being mean, minus the end. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love you, lady. But uh, And then, uh, Chris, how about you? Where are you from? So I'm originally from St. Louis. St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, <clears throat> the home of the big bad wolf. <laughs> that lives out there. That yeah. lives out there. And that's kind of where I got my first start okay. in beer. Um, I was a tour guide. <laughs> That was one of my first jobs in beer, and from there I So when was that? Was that, okay, so let's talk about high school then, like, because obviously now I'm getting, you've had beer probably your whole adult life. Adult but, life, um, yeah. But so let's talk about <laughs> high school. What is it that, what, my, what did you like to do in high school? Did my, you want to play ball? Uh, <laughs> you know, I was mainly an athlete in high school. Okay, um, there it is, I thought so. You know, obviously, uh, from, the, from the, yeah, from the from Missouri <laughs> background, uh, there wasn't much to do other than contribute in sports so uh, and then once I became of age obviously there's a huge influence of beer yeah. in, in that in that city so uh, you know I, I got the privilege to work for them before they sold out yeah before the scent of wine to and, and as well as uh, yeah well that yeah. <laughs> uh, and also obviously uh, my father worked for them for almost 35 years so okay. Uh, he worked his way up from driving a truck all the way to global vice president of the entire company. Get out. Yep. That is massive. So uh, I got to uh, see that work ethic and really uh, 
experience beer on a different level that not a lot of people get to do. So, you know, as a little kid, I grew up uh, in the media room watching Super Bowl commercials before they were aired. And uh, so cool. He was the brand manager there while uh, they did the uh, frogs, the was up guys, the Clydesdales kicking field goals. (laughs) Um, Actually, when I was around 10 years old, I actually made the slogan for uh, one of their new brands that they developed and uh, told my dad it, you know, in confidence while while I was young. I was like, Dad, what about taste the future? Um, and that actually made it way all the way to the, the bottle and can, and I never really got credit for it. So here's the shout well. out for that. <laughs> Get them, Chris. Finally. Hold on. They're going to overnight. We'll stay here. They're going to overnight the checks. So. 20 years later, <laughs> finally getting my due, to, my due. So so how old are you, though? How old are you? I'll be 30 in January. Yeah, you look like a baby. Yeah, I do look yeah. like a baby. Yeah. That's, Which uh, is, you are a baby. So yeah, I am, you know. You look like um, You look your age. I've been in beer since I was a baby. And like yeah. I said earlier, I got to experience Anheuser-Busch when it was the great American company that it used to be. Yeah. Um, and then when the uh, new ownership took hold, I kind of went a different direction. I went into craft. Okay. And so I worked for some breweries locally in St. Louis. Um, and you want to do a little shout out to, or, uh, you know, Trailhead, Morgan street, um, you know, Schlafly, all those guys are killing Schlafly. it there. Yeah. Um, obviously the, the guys that I like now that are really representing the city are perennial and side project. Woo-hoo. Um, they're yeah. doing a great job, uh, as well as some other guys. Uh, O'Fallon, uh, we've got Narrow Gauge, which is kind of new to the scene that okay. everybody's kind of freaking out about over the, the hazy IPAs, yeah. of course. Yeah. So, um, you know, after that, I, I lived in Arizona for a little while. Okay. And, uh, what brought you, know, you there? What was going on in Arizona? I was in, at school at Arizona State. Okay. Um, worked for a few breweries, uh, like Four Peaks. Uh, in Arizona. My sister went to ASU. ASU. I went yeah, to Arizona Tempe. State as well yeah. in Tempe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was a, a fun time. I had a little too much fun. and Oh, okay. Not anything uh, <laughs> detrimental or, or forceable. but uh, Didn't marry anybody. Didn't marry like, anybody. Okay. Yeah. Like one uh, night. And you know, like, didn't oh, get well, kicked no. out. Didn't do anything crazy. <laughs> uh, but uh, had some family have kids and decided to come back to St. Louis and, okay. and finish my tenure of collegiate uh, acad- academia there. Uh, then graduated uh, from University of Missouri, and then kind of bummed around for a little while, and until I came down to Tampa, worked for Cigar City for a little bit, okay. and then uh, made my way to Brew Hub. All right, and Jenny, you have a uh, Jupiter under your belt. Uh, speaking of hazy, because Self Society likes to make those, <laughs> they but do. Uh, and we also have Burt Reynolds and Keith Hernandez, my hero as a Mets fan. But um, getting out of Jupiter, what was it like? I mean, where did where were you heading? You said you moved to Tampa. Yeah, so, so what was in Tampa? I wanted to be a doctor or a veterinarian for most of my life. It was just kind of where I wanted to be. So by the time I moved to Tampa for school, I was pre-med and a little bit through the way, I actually changed my degree to pre-medical psychology with a concentration in neuroscience. I decided that I wanted to be a neurosurgeon for okay. a minute there. And it was really interesting because while I was in my junior, senior year, I was managing uh, our neuroscience lab on campus as well as working with children with autism as a behavioral analyst. And then on the weekend, I worked at a bar to pay my bills. And what bar was that? That was actually the Mermaid Tavern in Seminole Heights. I started bartending there fresh out of 21. Okay. And it was it was weird because I had probably had my first craft beer maybe a couple months before then. Um, 
That's okay. I mean, you could, if you're brewing <laughs> beer, you could be 10 years old. Yeah, you know? but it, it was one of those, those things where all through college, I thought I hated beer because all I ever had was, you know, that fizzy yellow stuff. And it was something. The lights, the lights. Yeah, the, it just, the, to yeah. me, it was it was awful. I couldn't stand it. And I, I had been in coffee part-time for most of my life as like a young adult. And so when I had a left-hand milk stout on nitro. Amen. It basically changed my life. I remember thinking that there was there was no way that this was this was beer. This wasn't the stuff that I had in college. It it just blew my mind. And so when I started working at the Mermaid Tavern, all of these people who worked there were so much older than me and they knew so much more about beer than me <laughs> yeah, yeah. and they did not hesitate to tell me. They did not feel any shame in broadcasting my lack of knowledge and I'm not somebody who likes to be you know overdone like I don't like when somebody competitively puts the air on me so well, nobody should like, as, yeah. you know and this is I think that's a that's an ongoing thing and it's and I'm gonna say it's about beer yeah uh, I, I I've been an indie film indie film for 20 years I've made film I've I've been a consultant to independent film. In fact, we've had a lot of crazy news in the last two weeks when it comes to indie film and scared that I may never make my feature. <laughs> um, yeah, because of a certain someone out there that has been in the headlines. But uh, when you, it's it's crazy to think, like people get, it's it's snobbery. I, and I'm not saying they were yeah, back at, no. at Mermaid. It's just, it sucks back that way. Back then it kind of was. But, yeah. And it was new to Tampa. And people <laughs> do that when it comes to, when it comes to your palate. Things mm -hmm. that, I can't control this. Yeah. So if I like it, oops, I can't eat cilantro. Like, there is, <laughs> if I can get tattooed fuck cilantro on me, I would in a heartbeat because I am the one that tastes not soap, but, like, horse shit. Like, it oh, really is. Gosh. I am that 1%. Yeah. And it's not my fault. It's not my fault. No, but it's, it's not. People get snobby on me. They go, they do. you really can't eat cilantro? And I'm like, really, you can't get that shit-eating face off you because it's like, yeah. you know, but I, I can't help it. But, uh, yeah, but we learn, and we, we learn, do. and I love no, that. No, I took it to heart. I yeah. really went out Good. of my way to learn as much as fast as I could because, you know, to me at that point, I was like, well, I know so much about what I'm studying. Why is it that I shouldn't know about this? So I read The Oxford Companion to Beer. Yeah. And that's that book that's, like, this mm -hmm. big, you know, that gigantic yeah. piece of literature that's not a story. It's just a definition book of beer. It's hard to read. I read it's... The Oxford Companion to Shh. Beer. I would seek out styles from Total Wines and ABCs. I would drink them as I was reading about them. I spent a lot of time on the internet. And, you know, one thing led to another. In a couple years, I was working at Cigar City's, their brew pub. Okay. Rest in peace, Cigar City yeah, Brew yeah, Pub. Yeah. We miss you. And eventually worked my way up to one of their bar managers and created my own craft cocktail program, which included liquor as well as beer cocktails. And all the while, I got to be in my first brewery setting. We didn't have a big system there, but I got to work with, um, shout out to Tim Ogden, yeah, okay. who is one of my favorite people on the planet. Mine too. He was one Aww. of the brewers at uh, Cigar City a way long time ago, and he's actually the recipe cre creator of one of our favorite beers. Yeah. And, and where is he at now? Where did, where did he's at Tampa Bay Brewing Company. Okay. Making okay. making fun beers. So. Is he brewing there? Or? Yes, he's yes. brewing there. So is he the one we should be speaking to there? We have a list of people there. They're like, hey. Yeah. And we are. We're going to be interviewed. <laughs> Obviously, we want to hit every brewery in Florida. So, yeah, with this, with this Dave, smile you guys you know, have. Like, they're, uh, we love Tampa Bay. I mean, they... Uh, They've they've been around for such a long time. Such a long time that yeah. uh, they definitely have, have kept relevant and uh, really changed the game up. And I think Tim's a nice addition to their team because he definitely adds a very unique creative ability. Um, Tim kind of 
his He's recipes magic. are <laughs> a little in, insane, I yeah. guess you would say. Oh, I love that. Okay, which is yeah. great. Um, He's out of control. <laughs> you know, when he was working at the brew pub, uh, there's obviously limitations in not only yeah. size, but yeah. uh, your, you know, your ability to do certain things on that scale. And uh, he utilized his yeast very well. We'll okay. say that. Yeah. Um, you know, one, he, he one definitely took yeah that he one yeast strain to uh, that shouldn't be <laughs> shouldn't be necessarily used for different styles. I'm taking notes. I'm like, okay. yeah, he used for different styles and he executed them uh, superbly. So it's it's awesome. a shout out to to Tim because he did a Love great you, job. Tim. That's awesome. I gotta find him. Yeah, he's um, he's a good brewer. So we we definitely love that he's made his way to Tampa Bay and having those, been those able to work alongside him at the Cigar City Brew Pub. Um, really encouraged me to learn more about beer and to really spend more time in it. And by the time I had graduated college, I had given up on, you know, that PhD completely. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. know, it was all about beer at that point. That's awesome. Mom and dad were not stoked, but. So how long have you been here then? Uh, Brew Hub? Yeah. I have been with Brew Hub for almost two years now. It'll oh, be wow. two okay. years in January. I started out uh, in the tasting room yeah. and then moved my way into sales, and I just celebrated my year in sales. So it's been uh, been a lot of fun. Awesome. And All then fun. Uh, here we go with your question. Yeah. Something tells me since I've the beginning. I've been here since the beginning. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, I was uh, out front planting trees when this was just pretty much a mud pit. Um, hmm. I <clears throat> have done quite a bit and worn a lot of hats, but, uh, you know, it all comes to fruition years later when we get to work with great people in sales and and see all of our guys develop into their potential um, a lot of the facility has never been in beer prior to their work here um, obviously jenny came from a beer background but i've obviously not a manufacturing or sales background right. um, but it just shows that we really want to utilize our own hometown people and and see what their skill set is and how far we can develop them because there's such an untapped um, market down here in Florida, and I would argue probably Florida has the best beer culture in the entire United States. So that's a testimonial, and that's going to go on our website. It is a testimonial, uh, but I mean, if you think about it, yeah. you know, you look at the rate beer, you look at top breweries in the United States, who has had a more effect on the culture overall Amen. in the entire industry than Florida? I agree. Um, you know, you, you go back to rate beer, for instance, this year, and you're talking about like three or four of the top 10 are all from Florida. You know, you Civil Society, so <laughs> Cycle, um, you know, Cigar City obviously was one of the forefathers of that. And we all kind of collaborate and share um, not only employees, but ideas. And it really is a huge testament of how much great beer is coming out of the state. Yeah. Um, and I think GABF also reflected that as well. Um, you know, we weren't one of the top um, award winners, but uh, in, in terms of per capita, Exactly. Let's how many breweries are in this large state and how much great quality is coming out mm -hmm. of it. It's uh, second to none, in my opinion. Definitely something to be proud of. And uh, uh, so let's talk about what Brew Hub is, because a lot of people are right now hearing it and it has it has the name. Mm -hmm. That would be all right. So it is a brewery. Now it is. But there's so much more to what is in this building. Uh, usually a brewery. What I'm looking at would be the tasting room is maybe a fourth of this size. Yeah. Um, a third to a fourth, and maybe a quarter of what I'm seeing that's in, you know, in, in the production. Mm -hmm. So um, you guys have a lot more going on here, <laughs> but there's a reason why. Yeah. Because uh, you make your own beer. We do. But you're making it easier for breweries to do a lot more, and that is what? Brew. 
package uh, distribution. What is BrewHub? You know, BrewHub in essence is a place where brewers can come to utilize our services and expertise to really allow them to get to a different level that they never thought they could be. Um, <clears throat> you know, as, as we were talking earlier today, most brewers are great at making beer, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they have all the business acumen to execute all the rest of the, the, the facets of a business properly. Right. Um, not saying that they can't try, which they definitely do, and they do a good job, but we allow them to kind of, I don't want to say have a mulligan here or there, if you guys are familiar with the golf terms. Yeah, the golf terms, <laughs> yeah. Um, but more or less, uh, you know, when you have your brewery, you invest your whole life. Mm -hmm. You invest your whole heart, and it's hard to sit there and risk your child's college fund and your home. Okay, there you go. Mm -hmm. um, and those kind of things without a little bit of security. And a lot of the guys that open breweries, and there's tons of guys out there right now um, that gals. are doing this, and gals. Yoo-hoo! Yeah, support the gals and brewing. <laughs> you know, that, that are really uh, going above and beyond and, and and, and risking it all just to, to live the American dream. And the thing about that is, is that we allow them to execute uh, their beers at a level that they thought was not possible from a capital investment standpoint. Okay, right. uh, and have the resources of our lab and our expert people in all facets of the industry, whether it's uh, production, sales, packaging, production, uh, brewing, you name it. We help you throughout the entire process. And as a consumer, it's a great thing because you know, if you were at a bar and it was craft beer versus Bud Light or, yeah. or one of the big the big houses, we'll just say the macro guys, and they're the exact same price, you know, as a consumer, obviously you want quality over quantity. You want to be able to have your choice, but not also be barred because of financial restrictions. You know, if it was $25 for a glass of High Lie versus four bucks for a Bud Light, I mean, I, I don't care how big of an enthusiast you are. I think you would probably be a price taker at that yeah. point. Yeah, whatever's you know? in your wallet. Whatever's in your wallet, yeah. you know, you, you can't shell out, you know, $100 for a, a few high lies. But that's not the case. And it allows us to also give these smaller breweries the ability to put their beer in front of the consumer at an even level and make sure that, that it's quality, it's consistent, it has all the technology that we can possibly employ on it, um, and allow them to make smart business decisions to grow and not kind of bet everything on black. And you said invest. That's a good word because sometimes they do. They do. They put hundreds of thousands, come close to a million. Mm -hmm. And is this a way for them to say, you know, I could set my money away. Uh, these guys are going to help me. Uh, and distribution is part of this, right? Mm -hmm. So how does that work then? How are we, how are we getting these beers? Is it distributors come to you and maybe this is a question for you jenny that i can probably yeah. help with that yeah so like are the are these distributors <clears throat> coming to you uh well it kind of depends so when you look at the way that distribution works you typically have your two main wholesalers which are your bud wholesalers mm -hmm. and your miller wholesalers and then you have independent wholesalers as well and a lot of times now that there's just so many new breweries uh distributors really want to make sure when they bring on a partner that that partner has a business plan, knows where their accounts are going to be, knows that beer isn't technically pre-sold, but is almost pre-sold. Mm -hmm. So, you know, to, to piggyback off that, it allows us, you know, we were talking about earlier, the different types of abilities that we can afford our partners. The fact that these distributors know that we have supply chain management locked down, that if they turn up an account 
100%, 200% that we can execute these things. Right. So, okay. you know, it's a nice uh, thing for these these wholesalers, these distributors that Jenny and all the rest of our great sales team work with to know that if it goes well, they can call us and say, hey, we need 200 barrels, 3,000 barrels, right. whatever the case may be. Um, and that allows them to not shut down their entire facility and only produce that beer. Yeah. So right. you- it doesn't tie up the tanks exactly. for the most part. They don't worry... The coolest part I think about BrewHub is the fact that we really do give our partners the opportunity to scale up without sacrificing the tank space in their tasting rooms, allowing mm-hmm. them to test new stuff and really give their their locals more love. And in terms of the distribution, the way in which that we can help, we don't distribute, but we've got this, the cold space, we've got the bays. We're in such a central location that distributors across Florida have an easy enough time coming this way. Like my main wholesaler, JJ Taylor, mm-hmm. shout out to JJ Taylor. Yeah, JJ. I love you so much. <laughs> they come here multiple times a week, but you know, oh, nice. they're okay. picking up brew hub home brands. They're picking up orange blossom beer. They're picking mm-hmm. up J dubs. They used to be picking up a lot of cigar city. We have so many partners within my main wholesaler that, you know, my distributor sees us really often. They have the ability to call us at a moment's notice, like, hey, we need this and we need it fast. Well, yeah, yeah. good thing we're right down the road. And they can and pick up all at one time. It's not like they got to drive to Tomoka, Cigar City, you know, wherever the case may be, they can pick them all up from our location at one mm-hmm. time, which they love that. So, you know? yeah, a few things looking into it. Yeah, you you have the space. We do. You have the space. I mean, we do. We still need some more space, but we'll, we'll get there. But the supply and demand of the beer right now is so. I'm sure you are, you are pushing out beer left and right. I'm sure we're you are. pushing out quite a bit. And if let's use a brewery since they've been on our podcast and mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and you guys are working with them now. Like we said uh, before, Crooked Can. Love them. Yeah. Love them. Right. Love guys. Love but Kent, Jared, Robert. Yeah, you're doing their flagships here, Nolan. Al- allowing them to to do crazier things back at home for the customers that are saying, oh, I want to try something new. Yeah. I mean, you, you could have a tractor every day and that's, that's your thing. Then drink it all day. You know, but people want to branch out with flavors. I mean, I'm looking at your what's on tap right now and everything is so different. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sitting there going, oh, okay, well they have five cultures. Which one's the best? (laughs) You know what I mean? It's just like you get two, three up there. Uh, there is a wide variety, and you guys can do that here. And I think it is yeah. such a benefit for a lot of people. Uh, me, technically, I really did not know. I've passed you guys, you know, for how many episodes that Jeff and I have done in that beautiful pol- Polar hat. Look at that hat, man. It was a really <laughs> nice hat, good. by the way. That's my favorite company, now, oh, yeah. by the way, Polar. And uh, I didn't even realize until you sitting across from me that it was a Polar hat. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, you guys have this space. And we people do. could easily just drive by going, hey, from Orlando, we're going to Tampa, forgetting... How many taps do you have? Take exit 25, 25 by the yeah. way. We have, don't take 27. <laughs> don't, don't take 27. Take no, 25. No, take 25. We've, it's we, way easier that we way. We learned that today. Okay. We did. We, did. we learned that today, we Jeff. Got, uh, we got 24 taps inside, six outside. Um, so, you know, the unique thing that we can do in our tap room is obviously put a lot on tap that isn't necessarily out in the market together as a collective whole. Um, and we get a nice range of demographics from Tampa and Orlando at our location, even though we are kind of a destination. So mm-hmm. uh, it allows Lakeland, us to, it's yeah, our first Lake, episode. Lakeland, Lakeland. Uh, you know, is, is the biggest city in between Orlando and Tampa, but you know, one that people tend to forget about quite Aww. eight exits. No, eight <laughs> exits on I-4. You're just yeah. like, hey, you guys get eight exits. We do get eg- eight and exits. And you pass all eight. It's like, oh, I 
one Lakeland. Shit, it's a, yeah, it's I mean, a lot of eggs. <laughs> yeah, bye. Yeah, Lakeland's a cool little town. Obviously, I'm not from here, so I've grown to love it quite a bit. So, um, so do you, you live here? Or I you do. We just bought or? our first house ah, um, about a month ago. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. A Welcome few days before Irma, so, you know, uh, that was fun. Knock on At least yeah. it was new construction. It was a new construction, <laughs> so I do have a home, which is great. But, yeah. uh, you know, Lakeland in general is very uh, cool. It's, it's, it's upcoming. It's, it's happening. There's a lot of artistic um, expression going on uh, from music to theater to art in general. I like that. Um, Good. And it's, it's pretty cool, and that's kind of where we went into. I don't know if you guys want to roll into Rome City. Uh, Ta-da. Oh yeah! Dot, Actually, you know. are we hitting? We're hitting a thirty-minute mark already. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's talk about. Okay, so yeah, Rome City. <laughs> uh, what does that mean? Because that's homage to. Is oh that yeah. So um, okay. So let's do that. You know, Lakeland is a very unique spot. Obviously, um, there was obviously some names that they wanted to propose. So three of which were Rome City, Munville, and Redbug. Um, and so Rome City's Redbug. etymology comes from the citrus and railroad industry that is primarily why Lakeland was founded where it is. Um, obviously the uh, stra- you know strawberry fields next to us over in Plant City, they're a huge fruit manufacturing city. Um, obviously one of the biggest in the world from the Strawberry Festival, which brings millions of people here every year. Really? Millions. Millions. Um, I was surprised as well, obviously. That means millions of strawberries are being Millions and millions and so millions of strawberries. More than that. More than that. Shit, so really? They're the strawberry capital of the world there um, in Plant City, Florida. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cool yeah. fact. So uh, we wanted to express our love for the city of Lakeland and pay an homage to the name. So Rome City was one of the first proposed names. All roads lead to Rome. Uh, which is where yeah, that yeah, came from. Yeah. So we wanted to make a very light, sessionable, citrus-forward IPA uh, with the different types of hop aroma and complexities that you would like with a little bit less alcohol than your normal IPA that's out in the market. Uh, obviously, in Florida, it's pretty hot. It's pretty humid. Yeah. And what? it doesn't allow you to chug 10% alcohol beers in the sun or on the beach or the pool or the boat. So we wanted to create a very citrus-forward IPA. Uh, we used... A nice uh, so array of hops from Magnum, Amarillo, Simcoe, Citra, Mosaic. There's that Amarillo. Amarillo's. It's one of my favorites yeah, as well. Yeah, it is one of my favorites, hands down. Uh, we are going to try the new versus old, so I'll kind of show you guys okay. what the uh, the progression or evolution of the so beer is. So should I go is. new versus old, or you should, should I go, go old new first. versus Okay, so, okay. Um, Brennan, grab your grab You know, your new. the thing that I love about uh, Brewhub is that we produce 45 different pale ales and IPAs. Okay. So you can imagine it's extremely difficult to construct a recipe that's not like anything else that you brew. And uh, this is kind of where we came up with Rome City. Uh, it's 70 IBUs, 5.8% alcohol. So it gives you all the hop aroma and complexity that you want as a hop head but uh, at a fraction of the caloric content yeah. as well as alcohol, so that way you can drink a good amount. To be fair, one of the things that's coolest about packing all that hop into a lower alcohol content beer, from what I see in the marketplace, is that we've got so many new transitional drinkers coming onto yes. the market, mm-hmm. yeah. and it's so easy for somebody to try their first craft beer and be so turned off they'll never go back. Right. And 
IPA being the obvious buzzword of styles, you know, we wanted to make something that we could hand to a new, new, new IPA drinker that wouldn't hit them in the face. We wanted something that old IPA drinkers would have something to love. And when we met you, that was what you said. And that was realistically our thing. You know, Rome City just meant so much to us as a team because we all got to help taste panel it. We all got to help vote on the name. Like, this beer was made by Christopher, but with help from... All of you. The whole team. It what were really... some of your What were some of your ideas when it came to this? Were, were there Was there anything that you pitched, or did you say, "No, oh, right yeah. down the bat, I love so this"? Or... I mean, the entire <laughs> sales team in general. To you know, not to speak for Jenny, but we all sat down and kind of uh, you know collectively grouped our heads together and it figured out. It was a six-hour <laughs> meeting. Love it. You know, of the sales team all? and some of the brewing team. <laughs> we all we all lended our expertise. Obviously, what they see in the market on the front lines is 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 different than what I see every single day. Right. Um, exactly. You know. Yeah. I'm drinking beer at 4 a.m. Sometimes, maybe 12 p.m. Whatever the case may be, but they're out there on the front lines making sure that the beer gets to where it needs to be and they see what people are drinking and what the fads are and yeah and so we wanted a beer like she said that was very approachable for your craft consumer but then also your non-craft consumer that that doesn't necessarily need to be drinking ipas for the past 10 years to appreciate the beer right um and so we all kind of sat down and and said hey what would we want to represent lakeland and i think we all collectively uh, you know, came up with the idea and the vision of this beer, and I think we executed it pretty well. Yeah, well, I, I think you did because we, <laughs> we did not even mention, you know, that this is your gold, gold medal winner. winner. Yeah, this is it. All right, so, uh, so cheers. cheers. Do you have guys. one too? Okay, I do. There you go. Oh. So the one that you're drinking right now is um, from around the September production date, and it's going to be very forward in the mosaic. Um, the Simcoe, so you get that nice resin, orange yes. peel, uh, very citrus force, apricot, stone fruit, that aromatic value. Um, we also wanted to keep it a little bit hazy. Obviously, the new Definitely. styles of like, uh, uh, IPAs are hazy, value, but yeah. we wanted the ability to keep the, the polyphenols or the hop aromas and flavors in suspension, so then that way you can taste them more prevalently. So this is the one that, that won the gold medal. Um, but we also designed this beer, and as a brewer, you have to be really picky um, on how you construct a beer because you have to make sure that if someone really mishandles it and doesn't treat it correctly, that if you're at a gas station or if you, they pick it up off the side of the road, it tastes good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because if not, you know, whether they're a connoisseur, aficionado, whatever type of nomenclature you want to put on their, their title – that they would try and buy your product again. Mm-hmm. That's the stop leaving your fresh cold beer in your hot Florida car memo. There you go. In case anyone missed that one. Yeah, uh, but we I, can it, so it's it will do better than most. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe people yell at me if I have a zombie dust for like two weeks in the house. It's like, are you serious? It's dead by now. And it's like, no, it's alive. There, there, it's my beer. It's a zombie. It's dead. Yeah. I mean, it's but, a, um, that was off the joke I was going for. But uh, yeah, but... Uh, <laughs> No, this is, I'm shocked, everybody. Well, you answered the ABV, ABV question, so, you know, that, that's in you know, there. So 5.8, It's 5.8. Yeah. Um, so it's a little more than what the traditional session beer is. But, yeah. but you know, but I think, uh, obviously, giving us the gold medal showed us that it exemplified the style and the American standpoint. And that's kind of what we were going for. You know, American craft beer in general, 
I feel like the whole purpose of it is to not fit us in a box or fit us in a rigid guideline. It's kind of like we're exploring what the guidelines should be based on the consumer mm-hmm. habits and their their preference. So would you- The consumer you, makes the box. Exactly. There you go. So would you build this based on your palate or more of what the consumer should be drinking? You know, what I think- What are some of your uh, favorite IPAs? And you know, some of my that. favorite IPAs, obviously working for Cigar City, I love High Lie. Of course. Um, that's a classic. Um, you know, I do love hazy IPAs. There's a time and a place for every beer. Okay, you know? good answer, right. That's the thing is, that's why we created this. I love drinking High Lie, but it's 7% alcohol, three in. Oh yeah, you're, 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 you're kind of feeling it yeah. a little Especially bit. Especially on the sales yeah. side, I want someone to order my beer again, yep. and then I want them to order it again. And when you're talking about the safety of the consumer while they're out at a bar, you know, doesn't matter your size. A couple seven and a half, eight percent beers, and you're a little twisted, and you need to remember <laughs> that. And I mean, I'm gonna have a thousand people tell me, you know, you know, my limit's this. Your limit is not what the technical limit is. So yeah, remember that. Yeah, it's the legal limit. Drink responsibly. Thank you. <laughs> so when designing a beer, oh, actually, anybody who's listening should not be <laughs> drinking yeah. responsibly. They're probably in the car. But you know, it's one of those things where when it came to designing an IPA, I know when we were talking about wanting that lower alcohol content, we knew that that didn't fit the technical, like serious guidelines of certain big IPAs. And it wasn't even entirely what some of our craftier consumers wanted. But since we brew on such a large system, our goal is to brew as much beer as possible. And it's also to sell it as fast as possible. And what we want is a beer that's gonna be way easier for you to have three or four of other than one or two of right so realistically having something a little bit lower in alcohol gives everyone the the kind of cushion of enjoying their favorite style but like i like the six pack rule myself if you can't drink a six pack by yourself it's it's probably too high in alcohol (laughs) it's too big I gotta remember that. Shout that out I'm to tapping. my boyfriend you know, who drinks a six pack of Diver Down. Yeah, well, <laughs> there's a, like I said, you know, we we can't sit there and quantify people's limits. That's their own personal journey. But oh uh, yeah, <laughs> at the same time, uh, it, I want you to be able to drink the whole six pack by yourself. Uh, you know, it's Florida. You're gonna grab a six pack. You're gonna go. You're gonna go to the beach, the pool, the boat. You want something that you're gonna drink quantity of and enjoy each sip as you do it. And I think that's what we kind of created here. So if you guys do want to move to the older one. Yep, there um, we go. And uh, this listeners, is first batch. don't forget, uh, we like to share beer. Remember that. <laughs> he means just, you know, when you're home alone. Yeah. And uh, having you a six-pack it's, it's more like a personal <laughs> mantra than anything. Uh, um, so the second one is... Uh, what date do we have on this? We have uh, 608 is okay. the date on this guy. So it's, it's definitely had its uh, time out in the market. And that's what you will see in your Publix, ABC, and total wine stores currently um we're about to probably transition over to the newer code date pretty soon so this one allows you to understand uh when those mosaic simcoe hops kind of tone down uh the amarillo simcoe yeah, the malt kind of shines yeah through. man yeah. yeah that fruit fort is and that way you know i like him mm-hmm. i mean i'm not saying that's not gold medal worthy over <laughs> it, there they're they're this both is, great yeah they're both um, great I've been drinking Rome every single day since we created it. Okay, so can I, can I ask, <laughs> is that why you had it this morning? We walk in, you're pouring us beers. You're like, Shh, you're pouring your own. Cause- you know, I mean, we have a, a very qualified lab staff that can help me understand and quantify it. But I also think that the best instruments you have for tasting and 
and experiencing anything is, is your own. So right. I like to drink it every single day and I see how it that. evolves. So and, I started uh, meditating and that's my thing every day. So yeah. that is so, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so nutritionally, it's not the best for my physique, but, uh, hey, I'm willing to do it for everyone else's physique. Belly. Oh, cheap. <laughs> Thank you for your, you your services. Sad myth. Sad myth had a correct. Somebody has got to do it. You know? I kept saying like about, about two months ago, I'm like, man, this beer belly is starting to kick in. And he's like, that's not a beer belly. I'm like, this is not. That's a trophy. <laughs> yeah. That's a trophy. <laughs> it is a trophy. No, he just goes, that's a podcast belly. It is. It's you, research. Uh, I'll you take don't it. trust a skinny chef, right? Good that's answer. how I feel. Good or answer. a dentist with bad teeth. Exactly. You know, either yes. one. Shit. I got to remember this. Like, but- any mechanic <laughs> I have now, I'm going to look at their car and be like, yeah. ooh. If he's but- driving a Pinto from. But you know, he's making it work, I guess. That's great in that we've watched the evolution of this beer from that Mm -hmm. first code date to what we're putting out on shelves next. Because a lot of people in the market um, like to check code dates. And while I 100% understand that, I'd like to point out that there are certain things that really do affect beer and it's code dates. You know, a lot of consumers who don't check code gate code dates are just looking out for beer. But for those that do, there's different packaging methods that are done between every different brewery. And I would be shooting myself in the foot if I didn't say that we have a state of the art facility that is packaging beer for you the best it could possibly be packaged. Yep. So if we've got product on the shelves that I personally wouldn't serve to one of my consumers, hmm. I will go around to my accounts and replace old with new. We are out there selling the product that we believe in. So okay, if you're great. looking at one of our code dates from 6-8 and you're skeptical, you're Still hearing it from beer. us. Please drink it. And if you don't trust us, let me pour you a sample <laughs> here in the tasting room. I'm doing it right We'd now. love yeah, your yeah. opinion. Yeah. I mean, we created the beer to do that. So, uh, you know, it's not like we just put something out there and didn't think about it. Obviously, we're researching it every day. So... We wouldn't put anything with our name on it without the utmost of quality. The mouth feels fantastic. Yeah, the mouth feels great. Thanks oh, for talking fantastic. about our mouthfeel. We are very proud of it. <laughs> oh, really? Huge proponent of mouthfeel. <laughs> oh, by the way, guys, I am um, yeah. beer server certified now. Head so. retention, <laughs> lacing. You know, it's that. like, oh, that dude just took his exam. <laughs> Geek. It's like, yay. Um, yeah, this is fantastic. But, you know, I, I think it really exemplifies Session IPA in the United States. You know, oh, yeah. it's, it's a mix of all. So ABVN, this is still 5.8, or yep. were you looking? Okay, exactly. Yep. Okay. So we we knew from the beginning when we designed this thing that we wanted it to not be like anything else. So, you know, we're with not that like said, I, yeah. that's it. That, that was going to go into we're our one outro. of our kind. Yeah, yeah that, that's, that's definitely We are you know? one of a kind. Yeah. Um, obviously, we produce almost 45 different pale ales and IPAs. So to fit this kind of in that small window of in between everything else was definitely difficult, but we uh, executed it and obviously it did well and so our brewing team did an amazing job with it congrats on the the gold that's that's well, huge the sales team could not thank you more well and on behalf of us <laughs> when we talk about uh distribution right now mm-hmm. uh where can we get this rum city if we're living in florida it depends so by distributor it will change a little bit but here in lakeland you're going to be able to find it at your local total wine abc 
certain bars and restaurants are carrying it. You know, the name of the game with bars right now is Rotation Nation. You know, no one wants to keep those permanent handles on too often. Right. They're always trying to give their consumers what's new. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... It's it, fun. It is yeah, a fun exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, across week. the Tampa Bay area, certain Publixes are going to have it, but also your Total Wines, your ABCs, and still check your local watering holes. Like, I've seen a lift in sales just since the... Um, since the metal was, you know, there you announced. Go. I was just going to ask that next. So, you know, it's you know, one of the cool things. That's a beer revolution. Yeah, it's I mean, happen, right? we've had a lot of people who have, you know, hadn't ordered it before, despite my, I promise you, it's delicious, but people who went out of their way to make sure they ordered it as soon as possible. I mean, I live in Seminole Heights, which is a very, like, craft beer savvy market, and so it's crazy to see kind of what rotationally comes into play, and I know the day that our metal was announced for Rome City, the Independent, which is one of our favorite local beer bars, yep. already had a Rome City IPA keg on deck, tapped it, and threw us an after party. Yep. I got to Dude, go drink really? cool. at my That's local rad. favorite bar, you know? Yeah. And it was super cool. Beyond that, there was a really great bar out in St. Pete who had also just ordered a keg, Ale and the Witch, Brett, mm. we love you, who tapped it that night to celebrate too, you know? We have, you know, Stein and Vine out in Brandon who went ahead and put on yep. some Rome City. I've <clears throat> I got was some. Last night. Yeah, I, I've seen a lot of people go out to Stein and Vine. And I mean, thank you, Ty, for even putting it on your menu with that really, you know, nice description. It's really great to see some of my personal favorite accounts from the past, you know, six years. People who I've shown love to before I ever stepped into sales. And these people were just as excited for us as we were. Yep. And that's really great, you know? Yeah. So. That's super cool. And if you'd like it at your local favorite bar and they don't have it, it would never hurt to tell your favorite bartender that they should have it. Okay, so in Orlando it's happening. So, uh, because, you know, obviously um, we were at the Central Florida uh, Top Brewers Beer Festival, uh, and it was when I was announcing the winners of that, I found out you guys had won two golds. And it was almost... I was like, wait, holy shit. I just met them two weeks ago, and (laughs) I'm on the microphone. You know, we just met at the House of Blues. Yeah, we did, and it was such a great time. I pitched Rome City. Oh, yeah, and you had Rome City. Yeah, Yeah. and it was just awesome that I was like, wait, this just happened. I'm like, is there, there's there's a reason why, and uh, it was just awesome to be able to have that in the outro, and it came up. Everybody that I was bumping into in the week, uh, once you do these events, everybody wants to talk to you. Absolutely. And I, which, guys, please do. Do not think, oh, wait, that's Brian Quain. He doesn't want to talk to me. I do. I do. If I'm drinking a beer with my wife, Jillian and I are more than happy to talk. And people are like, what the fuck is Rome City? So, and <laughs> now. It's favorite new IPA. Yeah. So, uh, you know, so, uh, you know, we got GB Bottle Shop that I know. Uh, hey, questions there. Uh, Thirsty Topher. But I think this also, it has this creaminess that goes well with even food. Mm-hmm. I would pair this with a, with a dish like that. Fish like, tacos. Yeah. Fish tacos. You're welcome. Right now. With no cilantro. Well. I mean, we created it so there's not a lingering bitterness, uh, which is mm-hmm. extremely important. That's important. why I think that creaminess is that That creamy. We, uh, we used a little bit of white wheat to kind of give you that head retention, that creaminess, that mouthfeel. Yeah. Uh, the full body, but, you know, at the, without the uh, 7% alcohol that goes with it. Yeah. Um, it's beautiful. Without too much of a malt backbone that makes it too sweet. We kind of wanted to make it perfectly in between everything so you could pair it with whatever you want Um, oh it'd be great it's just i know that my boyfriend really takes a lot of inspiration from beers that we drink and uses them to cook a lot 
which is something he just loves to do. So is Matt a, is he a chef or is he like? Oh, he's he's not a chef. He just loves to cook at home, and um, he actually works for Morgan Stanley. So <laughs> <laughs> he's the opposite of a chef. Yes, um, uh, make microwave foods at right, lunch, but, he, but then at home he wants to eat. He something goes real. out of his way to experiment with like fresh herbs and beer as marinades. Like his favorite grilled chicken recipe uses keybilly, mm -hmm. and he just loves the way it enhances it. But you know. Rome City has been another option too because that that beautiful grapefruit note on it enhanced by the Amarillo hop it's just it's one of those things that between the two beers when you use them in food it's great I mean I love going into accounts and helping them find how our beers can work with food like Diver Down our Imperial Red eat that with barbecue thank me later yeah. you know make oh, a yeah. Make I, a beer cheese dip with it. Like a brisket. Definitely oh, thank me later. Yeah, now you're talking. Yeah. The Diver Down has that Slow sweet that caramel malt. Oh, it pulls everything. A fun fact, too, is it goes great with pizza. It pulls out the sweetness of those amazing tomatoes. Like pineapple pizza? Exactly. Ugh, don't put pineapple on pizza. Whoa. Oh, here we go. Here's an hour episode. There it know. goes. We just opened that door. <laughs> Shit. So, so Keybilly. I'm sorry. I'll see myself out. Oh, well. Um, so, wait. Keybilly. 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 All right. Uh, let's talk about this one. It's in my hand. Correct. So, it is in my hand. Run and grab that bad boy. So, uh, just to give you guys a background, it's an amber ale. Uh, we actually utilize key lime puree from the key lime pie factory. Uh, really? Yes. Okay. So it's as it's, it's authentic as you can get. Um, we started this whole endeavor with a home brewer that had been brewing this in his garage for almost 15 years. And who is that? Who's that? Uh, this is Patrick Kennedy. Hey, Pat. Hi, Patrick. <laughs> I don't know you, but I had to say. You know, if uh, you can envision a guy from Key West that would be pat kennedy uh, okay you know he's got the uh the longer hair leathery skin i'm not making fun <laughs> of you i'm not making fun of you i'm from miami i am from miami so you know that yeah, this kind of guy yeah. uh, long yeah. hair hawaiian-esque shirt uh yes, flip flops exactly the whole nine yards yes, so who's a home brewer he's a home brewer that picture roll it into one that's mr pat kennedy i love him so we wanted to create the quintessential uh you know florida beer uh which is a lot of the time when you talk in the culinary world, the key lime pie. You can so smell this on the nose. We get the uh, the graham cracker crust, the slight lime that is authentic to key limes, that nice, well-balanced, um, tart, acidic characteristics that it gives off. 5.5, 5. 5.4. 5.4 is the ABV. I'm telling you, so you're I'm, dead doing on. You're I'm doing it. I'm doing it, I'm doing it. I gotta stop asking, what is it? I'm just gonna go for it. You know, Our we wanted to create this beer as kind of like the quintessential Florida beer for the boat, beach, or pool. Um, so it is acceptable. It's great with mm. fish. You know, we were talking about cooking earlier. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's great with pretty much everything because the amber malt backbone really gives you a nice, robust characteristic to kind of fit with the citrus. So um, oh, it goes this. really well. And uh, I could, I, I'm going to be honest. This could be a splitting with Jillian before we go to bed kind of beer. I too. tell yeah. people all the yeah, time. There's like a desserty thing. I'm not like it's not a dessert beer, people. It's at not all. a dessert no, beer. No. It's, it's not, not, at not all. that key lime it's pie not, flavor. It's not. We wanted an amber ale with yeah. key lime rather than a key lime amber ale. It, exactly. But you know? it has that note that makes me feel so comfortable to know that I'm not. You know what it is? Out. What is it? It's drinking beer. I love drinking beer. <laughs> you know, we're in Florida. Like, I call it that all the beer. time when I'm working with my accounts. You know, if you're tired of that, you know, light lager you've been drinking or mm -hmm. you want something with a little bit more flavor but that you can enjoy in the sun, you know, I tell people all the time, 
Keybilly is just this kind of beer that's accessible to drink. And it's probably not going to change your life. You know, it's not going to be key lime pie in a glass. It's not going to transport you directly to the keys. But if you drink it and you're by the pool and it makes everything perfect. It gives that little hint of lime to keep you interested, but not Mm -hmm. necessarily overbearing. The base amber ale is great. You should try it without the key lime added. The boys do a great job putting that amber together. (laughs) God, I love it. Yeah, a lot of our guys in filtration (laughs) and... uh, production are like why can't we just not add lime to this but uh that's not the way the beer is designed so and we've seen the way people in the market respond to it people love this beer and we couldn't be any happier you know it's just it's something that you can see people gravitate to at that first sip when it's nice and cold and it comes in like a nice glass you know people take a sip and instead of getting hit in the face with key lime or too light of a beer or you know what have you you get this real just easy drinker and in that way we've seen some great success with it and we love the fact that since it's a home brewer's recipe i love that it's really a head nod to what it is that we do we changed it a little bit yeah of course but you know Uh, uh, honestly you guys so if i went through this window right now like the kool-aid man yep i'm going i have no not at all (laughs) i have texas i have south carolina i have north carolina I have Iowa, Iowa. South I have South Korea, Korea right? Yep. Souls in there. Souls in uh, there. So, uh, like, how does this work? Like, let's talk about some of these breweries. Like, how does this work? How, how do we open the door to anybody coming in, or is it Ooh, do no. you guys right? <laughs> so you have to look out for them, right? <clears throat> so obviously, we get to. Uh, I don't want to say necessarily vet out, but see who mm-hmm. is worth um, bringing on to our family. Because um, we goes like to, steps, we, right? We do. We do yeah. have a lot of steps. We yeah. call them the hub steps. Um, oh, but right, obviously, okay. um, you know, there's a lot of interest in into getting into what we do. But at the same time, uh, we want to make sure that that partner is the right partner for our family, and we do consider it a family. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone that joins our team, they can see uh, from the ground up that every single person really cares about their beer and making it the best they possibly can. Do you mind if we name some of those breweries too? Yeah. Just so, so you know. um, MIA. obviously MIA, uh, we love those guys, we Eddie and Mike, so you know, yep. Bob, mm-hmm. all those guys down in, in the Miami, not to be confused with Miami brewing. Oh yeah. MIA. Yeah, I have to spell um, it out. MIA. You know, Blackberry MIA. farms. We love those guys in mm-hmm. Tennessee. We I got toppling see- Goliath is some of my favorite guys in Decorah, yeah, Iowa. Uh, we just actually signed Parrish from Brazard, Louisiana. Yeah. So that's a new partner that we have coming on. Uh, Green Man from Green Asheville. Man, so Asheville. Asheville We've here. got J Dubs, Palmetto. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, we used to work with Brewbus for a little while mm-hmm. before they got their new house. So, you know, we we've helped all these guys kind of grow, and we like to call it graduation. So there you go. So when they when they get to a point where they they expand themselves, yep, and they step back and say. Hey, thank you for all your help, mm-hmm. but now we have enough room. It's yep. not like a breakup. You go, you're no, going. No, hey, no, congratulations. No. Good this luck. Congratulations. Yes. Right? Call us if you need us. You know, yes. our, our whole right. motto is obviously uh, where brewers go to grow, but uh, we we grow with them. Mm-hmm. You know, we we want them to succeed because obviously, the more they grow, the more we grow. Right. It's not like, and I'm not saying anything against. Well, you know, when we look <laughs> oh. at AB, no, 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 but you know, yeah. like. It's not just you're picking up for distribution going, let's let's take over the world. You're helping them grow. We are helping them grow. You know, yeah. we don't want somebody to be with us forever unless they technically need that kind of service. Like, mm-hmm. for example, 
uh, our local Orlando brewery, Orange Blossom Brewing, actually operates out of our facility. You know, yep. they don't. It's they all don't, virtual. They don't have your brick and mortar. You come drink their beer here. Yeah. And beyond that, another one that's a great example is BJ's Restaurant and Brew House. Of course, right? Because it's a restaurant. Yeah, you know? you know, you know how many times you've gone to a BJ's Restaurant and Brew House, and there's no brew house. There's, there's no nobody, brew house. Yeah, who's yeah. making nobody, your beer? Yeah, you I know? mean that's a whole other insurance thing. <laughs> but <laughs> it's true. You know, but, that's, you know, a, that's but a nice still, license. You guys are opening up that. You're making it not. It's like comfortable for them. It sometimes it does become technicality. It's it like does. I can't do this here. Please, yeah. someone, be that where we could do that. And I was able to go through this Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory <laughs> feel of what you're doing. And man, it was. It's one thing to think about it, it and is. prep up for this interview, but there is something else to know what it's like to be in there and know what you guys are doing. Where I am mind-blowing in what you're doing you know it's uh we we talked a little bit about earlier uh we can't really promote our capabilities too much because it's obviously on the discretion of the brand owner and manager uh, so we would love to shout from the mountaintops what we do for mm -hmm. these partners uh, but it's not always up to our discretion so we do a lot of great stuff uh, yeah. you know we produce 30 to 45 styles a month different brands 200 something a year for 19 to 21 breweries currently so our flexibility um, is crazy, and these complexities are crazy, which is why no one's ever done this before. But it also uh, is very unique, and it allows us to really showcase our skill set. So um, the the fact that I'm not at a brewery producing the flagship like 95% of the time, right? Thank God, because uh, that gets very monotonous. Okay. You know, okay. it's just like, Good. oh, we're we brewing go. this again. Okay, cool. Yeah. Like same thing. Employee beer is the same thing. You know, we're doing, you know, 30 different styles a month. So the employee beer pile is never lackluster, to say the, say the least. Right. And uh, that really is represented in our tap room as well. Because of our 24 tap handles, we get to pick and choose so rad. the varieties and the styles that we put on tap to also kind of, uh, you know, not compete necessarily, but to showcase to our local patrons what we have to offer. You know, when I was in the tasting room uh, working behind the bar, I used to get filled with like such pride that I could tell people, you know, I don't work for one brewery. I work for 15, 16, 17, yeah. the numbers kept increasing. You know, when I was here and I was looking at a new customer and I really got to interact with them and tell them what it is that we do, you'd see their eyes widen, they'd light up, you know, you'd get a flight of beer and you could get something from South Korea or Iowa or the Carolinas or even our backyard, you know, when we were still brewing for Cigar City. And it, it's just some, some magic to be able to show how much the employees who work here have love for it. You know, yeah. everyone who works here gets to feel like they work for more than just brew hub you know they work directly for toppling goliath and mia mm. and they work for palmetto and they work for obp and we sit there and represent their beers every way possible because we are more of a partnership facility than a contract brewery yeah and i say exactly. that every day of my life yeah. you know everyone who says <laughs> I oh brew hub that. Yeah. isn't that a contract facility no we are a partnership brewery yep. we focus on large-scale production of craft beer for these other breweries that we treat as family. They have a safety net with us that they wouldn't be afforded at a traditional contract brewery. They have access to real people who care so desperately about their beers yeah. that 
anyone who works with us would be probably happy to tell you just how wonderful it is to have us as a family because we're not just brewing a beer for for us we're not brewing it for you know what we're getting out of it we're brewing our beer to help breweries grow we are the brew hub where craft brewers go to grow you know and uh meeting your employees uh god everybody walked up to us open arms wanted to say hi to us and like oh what's going on here uh one in one in uh one in specific i have to talk about um doug garrison Doug Garrison. Uh, Doug was, Garrison. Yeah, one so of he was illustrious brewers. So he was quoted that uh, he would lose his mind. That now this is before. Yeah. This was, this is, okay. This so this is was University before. of Denver. Yeah. So uh, so yeah. You know, uh, so uh, Greg Lasco of the University of Denver. Uh, he writes for the the site and uh, interviewing Doug uh, uh, said uh, I would lose my mind. So Doug said I would lose my mind uh, if you guys won. Yeah. An award. We did. An award. And he said, but he even said, yeah, uh, and said, I can't even think about that now. Uh, That would be something else. Well, Doug, uh, this next gold that we're about to try is for him. It is for him. Uh, So what are we about to taste now? So what is the next gold that we had? Because I don't think we've mentioned it on the podcast. No, we have not. So this is our uh, gold medal winning uh, special or ordinary bitter. So uh, Doug spent part of his his life actually living uh, in England and Europe for quite a while. Oh, okay. Where? Do you, um, do you know where? He uh, spent some time in England, uh, Germany, Belgium, I believe. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, he was uh, really involved in the academia world and ended up getting his master's degree and deciding that uh, academia was not the route he wanted to take and fell right. in love with beer. So Three Ton is an ode to uh, essentially when pubs started to make beer. Um, and it's part of the three arms of the, uh, the system of England. And uh, we wanted to really showcase what an English bitter was, which okay. was around the Industrial Revolution in Europe and the utilization of hops in brewing. So we wanted to make a really true to style English bitter. Uh, that, I think that's what we did. It's amazing, um, yeah. Yeah. So you get and the, it, let's make sure that people, when they're looking at it too, you uh, know, ton is spelled differently. T U N. Yeah. Yeah. Ton, yeah. kind of like a masher, louder yeah. ton. Um, you know, bitter, whenever people think of the style, they think of pronounced hops, but that's the opposite of what it is. I kind of like to, uh, you know, describe it to people as an uh, English session IPA mm-hmm. to it a is. certain degree. Uh, it, it's where they start to it's utilize actually, yeah. hops in the brewing mm-hmm. method, uh, mainly for stability wow. reasons um, and microbiological reasons to help maintain the integrity of the beer. So this uh, was normally served on cask or naturally carbonated. Okay. okay. Um, but well, now, did you want that flavor of like a cask in there, or did so, you like this better? Uh, we did not do a cask version no. because normally the American palate mm. isn't they don't love really it. Yeah, in they love love it. with a uncarbonated or for, you know, you, non-carbonated. Yeah. You put the same. You put the same keg on there. Um, this would go faster than a cask. Like, uh, yeah. Like, um, like, then this is enjoyable. It is great. Way uh, enjoyable. You know, what, what carbonation does, it allows the, the different types of complexities, aromas, flavors to really mm-hmm. be presented in a nice way. So I, I kind of like to, uh, <laughs> you know, use the uh, analogy of, 
you can have a print of art, but if you put the nice frame and backing behind it, it really showcases the full potential of that. That, that work was beautiful, of art. Chris. So, I know analogies. Um, I know. You know. Look that. at him. <laughs> I really like the fact that we didn't do a traditional naturally carbonated beer because it it really shows you kind of what it would be if it was perfected. I remember I came up here a couple weeks before um, before GABF. And Matt and I sat down at the bar, and I was like, English bitter? We made an English bitter? Get that over to me right now. And I remember taking a sip and going, well, if that isn't a beautifully done, spot-on rendition of this style, then I don't know what is. And when I heard we had entered it into GABF, it was another one of those things, like, well, they'd be dumb not to give it to us, you know? (laughs) Right. And luckily they did. And lo and behold. And they did. So how many English bitters do you think go in there? Because it is one of the older styles. We can pull I mean, it up. It I know they... So we had... Yeah, there's around know. 40 entries. Yeah, okay. Okay. Um, it, it wasn't it as it. as crazy as the Session IPA was like upwards of 140. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. there you go. So but when you, when you look at this, though, I guess that's true because with beer, I don't think what's old is new again. Yeah. I think we just keep creating the new again, the new again, the new again, mm-hmm. and uh, or the new now, new now, new now. And this is one of those what's old should be new again. Yeah, this is you know. so But it requires easy. too much ed- education in the this. market that it would be so hard uh-huh. to sell it, you know, on your local shelves that this is why you see stuff like this more so in tasting rooms because, mm. you know, you look at a can that says special bitter. Yeah, 70, you're expecting. 70% of your, your consumer base is going to see that and they're not going to grab that six pack. No. They're going to be like, what's bitter. special oh, about bitter? bitter? Like, yeah. I'm not buying yeah. that. Too bitter when it's only like 25 IBUs. Yeah, so... Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that requires, you know, the idea before you launch into market with distribution, realistically what your consumers are willing to learn to like your beer. And that sounds crazy, but like our black Kolsch that we have, I want to put that everywhere. I want everyone yeah. to drink <laughs> yeah. that beer, but I can't spend 40 minutes at every bar teaching yeah, every bartender what, what a Kolsch is, I let mean, alone what a black Kolsch even is. Even on the nose, like some of the beer, I mean, it's... There is a magic trick to what you're doing. There is. And it's, it's wonderful. And, you know, what, what, what sells and what is true to style and by BJCP standards does not necessarily correlate to one another. Very right. true. And there's a yeah. lot of things out there that will never, ever win a medal in a very stylistically true category, but it sells really well. Can that, do you think that could ever change? Or not? Just, you, know, um, you know, as we talked about earlier, I like that um, the American beer scene is pushing the boundaries and what the it's box is to de- define. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we're moving on to our, our uh, third anniversary beer here, which by no means fits in any style <laughs> category whatsoever, period. Oh, he was hiding. Uh, so Triptych is a, uh, is a work of art that is separated into three singular groups but okay. meant to be viewed as one piece like you see those photos on the wall where it's three different pictures oh yeah but they're all part right. of, of one, one design of one yeah. entire design so what we did here is we actually picked three of our favorite beers so our world beer cup bronze medal winning smoked baltic porter the guayo chipotle and ghost peppers <laughs> uh, we we then chose our eskimo brothers imperial chocolate porter with from uh chocolate from pinellas chocolate works oh nice okay shout out yeah. to those guys yeah. And then we did our Imperial Oatmeal Stout, um, and we aged all of those beers in two different types of barrels. We did Caribbean rum barrels and double oaked Woodford Reserve barrels. But first, we took Vermont maple syrup, Madagascar <laughs> vanilla beans, and Tahitian cinnamon, 
reduced those and coated each barrel with that concoction before so I they lay to rest. So should I just go like just have the bathroom as where I sleep tonight because it, uh, home. you know if you have a few of these it is twelve percent alcohol. It, it, it smells it. It doesn't it doesn't taste like, like it, that. Though. Yeah. So it's, uh, usually I worry about barrel aged beers because I'm one of those people that likes my beers to be a little bit more sessionable. Oh, he went for it. And I remember when um, when I came in to help do the bottling and I was able to smell it and I was like, whoa, man, you're gonna whoa, you're man. gonna send me to the grave with that one. Yeah. And then I took a sip. It is magic. It is beautiful harmonious it's just it sounds like so much but it is so delicate so refined oh my god yeah <laughs> so I wait, mean, you it, know it is barrel age it is it, it is. is i mean it is um, i get it but oh my god i spent hours obviously i'm not going slaving away tasting Sorry. each barrel and kind of concocted my own uh you know blend of no, these three yeah. and it came to the point where there was just such a harmonious balance that i was like we have to put this in the hands of our consumers I mean, and, how many uh, times did you try doing this? How many times? Yeah, like the first. Should shot. we do it? first shot? <clears throat> first shot. He's a magician. No shit. This is <laughs> insane. This yeah, is I mean, so... obviously, we produce some uh, <laughs> award-winning barrel-aged beers. We don't get to do them as often as I would like, but uh, I think this one really exemplifies our third anniversary and all we've uh, come to be. It's so smooth. Yeah. The complexity to it, just it. like our complexities here, are so overwhelming, but you can pick out each one individually. Um, head retention, alcohol, flavors, just the the crazy amount oh, I love that's it. going on in this thing. Yeah. When you're drinking this is a it, beer. Like, I yeah. would bottle share this. And oh, yeah. so happy. That's what we do, too. So any beers we get from any brewers, we just like, hey, guys, Sundays at GB, we do bottle shares. Yep. And this is one to be like, yeah. 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 It's, yeah. uh, you, you know, obviously. You can have on your tap list now, like, award winners. You have the Thunder Act. I think we it's do. better to be a little bit more humble, honestly. Oh, yeah. I like it that. Is. You yeah. know, there's, there's no reason to go around shouting that you're an award winner. I because love it's yeah. something it's something to be said when, if you are an award winner, you allow people to have the opportunity to try what's won an award. Because you can't tell someone, this is like a gold medal beer. You're going to love it. And no, then yeah, they, very true. And then they true. try it yeah. and they don't like it and they feel almost cheated. They're like, well, really? maybe I don't like award winning beer. You yeah, know? yeah, it's so true. You know, that's and the, then the expectations go higher for the yeah. next beer you yeah. make. Yeah, that's, that's the so beauty true. of craft beer. There's yeah. a time and a place for every single style, every single beer. Every person has their own palate, and that's the expression that Going we want right to go for. Back to full circle. You know, it, it is that. It, it is you know, my it's, palate. Do I like every single style? No. no. Do I like smoked beers? Hell no. That's not my <laughs> style. I'm not sitting there like, oh, you know what I want to drink? An ashtray. <laughs> but there's one ashtray I do like. There <laughs> is one ashtray out there that's probably pretty good. And there's a certain time and place for every single beer. And if anyone wants to sit there and hate on any style, um, you have not found your particular style yet. Actually, he still calls me one of my favorite um, smoked uh, beers, the Schotten Parker from uh, from Ardwolf. I had yeah. to park. I Ardwolf had, does a great yeah, job. I had to park. Those guys are talented. Where when I there went up was there, shade. Was like, wow. And now I'm a Schotten Parker. What is it? Schotten Parker. I can't say it. So Schotten Parker. Yeah, there is. Yeah. There's a time and a place. Yeah. You know and. Uh, <laughs> If you know, same thing with wine, spirits. You talk about whatever in general. Food wine is even. my thing. Yeah, food is my thing. If yeah. you have, if you're, you I can't like just say all. like, yeah. oh, beer, wine, yeah. food. It's all in my. Body. I don't like wine. It's like, what do you mean by that? Good. Do you I like, like do a that. certain style? No, I just don't like wine. Well, uh, you're being a little you're egocentric. Mm -hmm. yeah. 
<laughs> branch out. Asshole. You know, the yeah. whole the whole beauty of craft beer is to try new things. Mm-hmm. Um, you won't find what know. you don't like. Yeah, the yeah, ingredients what you don't are there. Like and like, what you do like, unless you try it. So, I mean, you're mentioning in this one beer. I'm sitting there going, all right. So he had a grocery list. I'm writing it down, going, holy what? Like, yeah. And honestly, it's all in there. It is. And, and you can delicate. find what you're delicate. looking for. My favorite part yeah, about this right? anniversary beer is that when you drink it as a whole, it's combined deliciousness is there. But if you look at what's in it or remember what's in it, you can search for it. So you know, some people, the first thing they find is. The, the the chilies from the Thunder yeah. Axe Baltic yeah. Porter. Some people find that immediately. Some people find the maple syrup. But if I dare syrup, you yeah. find the cinnamon and you go to taste it, like, that's oh. going to be so there. You know, it's so wonderful when you get a blended beer that's done so well that you can have so much it's, it's going dark. on, yeah. but together it creates something great. And I mean, we're going to be having our anniversary party on October 28th. We're going to have bottles of this for sale. Bottles that have been hand-filled by staff and we saw wax dipped yeah. by we staff. We did Jenny, by myself. Yeah, we, we did. We had a lot yeah. of volunteers from across all our departments come out. You know, we had people from, you know, accounting, people from packaging, people from sales. You know, myself yeah, and my. Else? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Dude, I anybody. You, guys, yeah. you know, we it's it. it's a really cool experience when you get to have a crew together and do something like an anniversary beer together because in that way, you know, I think this team is so happy to be a team that every time I'm able to come out of market and come back here, whether it be to pick up glassware or to, you know, just handle a meeting or something, that everyone says hi to me. It's just so loving, you know, and anyone who I haven't met yet, because they're like a new hire, they come over and they say, hey, I'm so-and-so, and and it's so cool to meet you. You know, I've heard that you're on the sales team. And it's- That's awesome. It's just cool because I don't think I've ever seen this kind of camaraderie anywhere else. No, and I mean, that's the testament that that Jenny's talking about is, you can have this facility, you can have the capabilities, you can have all the equipment, but the people are what make the place. Always. Absolutely. And family. family is so important. We are part of the Brew Hub family. Every single person's initiated into that family, including our partners and all of their staff. Absolutely. And uh, it, it, the liquid and the beer itself shows the love and attention that we all put into our everyday struggles and jobs and, and responsibilities. So, For sure. Uh, we want to kind of round third and yeah. say, what is the future of Brew Hub? Oh, man. So we won two <laughs> awards, two golds, uh, the most prestigious uh, festival in North America. Yep. Um, we're, we're seeing how much you're canning right now, how much you're distributing right now. What more can happen with Brew Hub? You is know, it Florida? Um, is it global domination? What are we looking at? <laughs> I mean, obviously, everyone wants uh, to break that ceiling, but... We want to try and get brew hubs throughout the entire country in each geographical location. That way, each geographical location and the breweries that inhabit that location have the ability to do what we do uh, and distribute their beer to the consumer at a reasonable price and have you make the decision on what the best beer is. Right. You know, we uh, obviously started out with this whole thing. Uh, trying to get five brew hubs across the United States in each geographical location. So was that so CEO mm-hmm. like that was his idea? From, that was the whole idea. Yeah. Um, the Transcontinental Railroad of craft beer. <laughs> okay. You know that was one of the main reasons like AB beat out Coors is because they had network uh, rather than one large location. 
Uh, Are we freight, looking at that business model for BrewHub? You know, um, the market and consumer will dictate what path that we take. Okay. You know, we have those types of flexibilities now. You guys um, look at the consumer. Consumer, we a do. Lot, you know, that's that's, so that's the whole point. Okay. Is that good. At the end of the day, you know, whether Jenny and I are running around like crazy, I design the beer for the guy who gets off work, has a good day, has a bad day. Okay. He wants to sit there and enjoy his beverage or her beverage. Uh, at their leisure and they want it to be the same every single time for the same price Mm -hmm. and know that it is there to either help them get through bad times or good times and that's what we're here for i love that how about you what's the future of uh of brew hub look for you well i mean it's it's kind of crazy because you know we're all allowed the opportunity of a startup business you know we we all get the opportunity to go where we want to go within this company. And that's super cool because we're all very homegrown here. You know, I went from tasting room to sales and I'm sure there were many outside forces that applied for the sales position, but you know, my company knew me and they trusted me and they wanted to give me the opportunity and it's great. You know, you see people climbing their way up from production to onto the deck everywhere within brew hub. We're constantly finding, new positions and new needs and you know we're all given the opportunity to you know try our hand at it you know we didn't have really a social media director and i figured why not why not you know i'm i'm interested in social media marketing i'm interested in marketing and brand development in general you know and to speak to that you know brand development and marketing like you know i had an opportunity to work for a brewery where I had an opinion about an IPA and we were able to make it and that IPA won a medal. You know, I so I awesome, was right? I was in um, a diner in Seminole Heights eating breakfast. My phone started blowing up at GABF, you know. I got like 30 text messages and messages in under a minute and everyone saying congratulations and no one remembered to say what, you know? So right, I'm just right. like, congratulations on what? Like, am I and getting so married? Like if I by the that. time someone was able to answer and they said, Jenny, <laughs> Rome City just took home gold. I like started, I mean, it even like brings me here right now. You know, I started crying in, in, in public in the middle of a diner. And one of my friend goes, Jenny, don't put the <laughs> tissues away. You guys yeah, just so won fun. another gold. So, you know? okay, so Rome City was first. Rome City Rome was first. Was next. Yeah. Okay, awesome. And, you know, it's so cool. You know, in terms of my future with Brew Hub, I think I think it's almost anything, you know, whatever they need from us, whatever we as, you know, the the family can give back to our, you know, our consumers and our CEO, like whatever anyone in this family needs from any of us, I think we're all willing to try, you know. I was able to help uh, design the graphic for our no anniversary yep. beer that nice. we're printing. I mean, good, you know, good. Doug who helped design yeah, three yeah. ton yeah. had never brewed on a commercial system, period. Ever? Ever. Aww. You know, he was a home brewer. Uh, he Duh. he lived in Denver for quite a while and was the uh, the president of his homebrew association. Okay. Oh, so that's how. Okay. And he came okay. here and he started as a packaging guy. Yeah. And I saw his potential and, uh, you know, I, I, I like people who love beer as much as I do. That's a that's great. And uh, yeah. whether you have experience or not, that passion is something you can't teach. So... You give me that aspect, and I will teach you the rest. I think coming in here, you get to see an amazing handful of really passionate people, and I think it's 
it's almost crazy because, you know, how many breweries have you been to in this lifetime? I mean, how many have I been to? You know, I've gone all over the place and sometimes I'll walk into a tasting room where everyone looks, you know, bummed out that they're working. Yeah, and they're yeah, like, yeah. What's your favorite beer? Oh, they're all they're all good. You know, really, like it's it's maddening sometimes to see how much people don't love what they're doing in the face of how much I see the people here love what they're doing. You know, it's it's so great. And I think we all in Brew Hub have a tremendous bright future to look yeah. forward to. We're making great beer for ourselves. We're making great beer for other people. And along the way, we're all falling in love with this brand together and this family. And we're able to share beer over it. Yeah. And what could be better? If you don't and, like what you do, why do it at all? So in the last minute, uh, Chris, you said teach. And Jenny, you said passion. I would love to see you in this spot teach. You. Like well, you. actually, okay. this Saturday, Christopher is hosting Beer 101. Uh, yeah, it's our which, second uh, class. Our second no shit. class. Okay. Yeah. I want to see this because... For only $10 between 2 and 3 p.m. You, you get, get a free glass. A free glass. Free fill. A free fill. And you and get to listen to me talk for about an hour, which could be good or bad, depending on how you look at Something it. Something tells me really good. <laughs> so I would like to learn from you. I, I learned a lot today. I mean, I feel like really... We have nonstop talked for four hours. I mean, one hour and one 20 hour minutes. But 20 uh, minutes. but no, we really have been going through it. Um, honestly, I, w- I, I think this is that spot to do something like that, like a beer yeah. 101. And I would love to see you push it. You, you have this heart. You have this energy. <laughs> no, you do. And I feel with, with female brewers to female, like even when I, I have a bus call it with Hop On mm-hmm. and I want to do ladies night where it's not ladies night it's you learn about females in the in the brewing aspect mm-hmm. of how how beer yeah. is made and and i i think it would be really beneficial to a lot of people and i think this is the spot to do that you have yeah. an amazing amazing spot here yeah we're extremely lucky and blessed and honestly yeah you're halfway from central florida there couldn't get any better Tampa anytime you guys want to start working on any sort of special tours i mean please let us know we, we are going we to. want all of you we you want, want every single one of you barrels. okay so we're gonna hit stop there because we're gonna talk about that no um <laughs> honestly uh i i i can't I can't thank you guys enough because this is this has been awesome. You guys have been Yo, so thank generous. You guys. No, thank with, you so much for coming. Well deserved on the beers, honestly. Thank you. Thank because you. when it comes to what ails you, you guys took two golds home out of four. And we go, Oh shit, this is yeah. why we're doing this, man. This is why we're doing yep. this. And now Florida. I watch out get, world. Here comes yeah. Brew Hub. Florida. Yeah. And Florida. I get teary eyed. Exactly. Let Florida take over yeah. and you guys are going to do amazing and that Can't wait. this makes us so proud as what ails yet because it is all only florida breweries yep and we have a voice <laughs> we do and we have a meaning and it's it's happening so you guys just went oh what ails you two golds <laughs> take it away so uh chris thank you sir you're amazing man thank you jenny Brian. so much love to you uh brennan how you doing great. yeah all right let's do our outro All right, I'll see you in a few seconds. All right. Uh, That's what Brew Hub is. (laughs) Like, that's Brew Hub. Now, that is it. Now we know. Now we know. Yeah.
So for audience members that weren't there for the entire duration of the hours that we were at Brew Hub. Hours, yes. Um, yes. That was, you said it in the interview, and, and it was something we both felt. That was like being in Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Drinking beer off the canning line? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Like, some that of the beer. Fun. Now, and, and to be honest, I'm not going to say breweries' names, but trying the freshest that we could possibly get of their beer. Yes. Off a canning line. Off a canning line. That was fun. It was re- unreal. It was great. And, and some, not, some not... breweries that I look really up to. Oh, and And dude. in the Rome City. If I had a Rome City... In Iowa, or in Chicago, or in Atlanta, or anywhere, I would be like, this I would like to try right off the canning line. Yeah. So, they're doing it right here in Lakeland. Yeah. Lakeland. Yeah. Three ton, right there. Boom. Here you go. Enough. Uh, so many taps. It's shocking. Yeah. It is shocking. That is not what I expected out of the tap room. It's beautiful. Well, yeah, like it was. So we saw elements that we normally see. It's not like this was the first time that we no, saw a canning line. Not at all. But By God, no. on this scale and the magnitude at which they are producing beer was kind of mind blowing. It is mind blowing. It's not the first time that we saw the brewing process. Not at all. Right. I mean, we're doing it. We've yeah, right. We've seen yeah. how people make beer. Yeah. But again, the scale. Yeah. It wraps. I mean, there is a. It, it, from the ceiling to the wall, there is this canning line. It's just like, all right, this is going to go all around. Yeah. And it is it is a warehouse size production. It's an, it is it's insane. It's kind of unbelievable. It's like, unbelievable. Their pilot system is bigger than most of the brewing systems we've seen. Yeah, honestly. So, I, so okay, so we asked early on, what is Brew Hub? And so far, everything we're saying, people are like, yeah, that's Brew Hub. They're a big place. But that's okay. pretty different than what we experienced. Right. There, it, right? It's very different. Speaking yeah. with Christopher felt like we were speaking with any brewer we've talked to mm-hmm. all along our journey. Yeah. Like the craft is most essential. It is. Um, and it has to be to the point. I, what I think. It has to be. When you're representing other brands, it's almost yeah. more important that you hone your craft. It, wouldn't that be scary to you? Like it comes yes. to like. So let's say if you're doing arts and crafts, but if you're doing something like. If you have to mimic something, you, yeah, you replicate this. You, yeah, you are so put in a spot that that's his job every yeah, day. Do every it perfectly, hour. or yeah. else, or else, or else. That's kind of wild. And he consults it as well too to say, I mean, this could be what it, it is, yeah. and unbelievable, yeah. unbelievable. Uh, the science behind it, right? So other brewers that we've met, uh, their knowledge blows us away. How they understand their craft. But to understand the craft at a molecular level, that lab, dude, that was insane. When when Douglas when Douglas Garrison was in that lab, I was just like, "There's Doug, there's Doug." I was excited to meet this guy, and there he is in the lab. There are people in the lab, just like, "Hey, how's it going?" And we're like, "You are, yeah, you are breaking it down." Yeah. And no beer goes there without touching the lab. Like they break it down there. Yeah. It's just like, all right, it's scientific. It's, it's so scientific. But and it's still it craft. And it's beer. Well, yeah. No, it's it's craft. And and at the end of the day, like, that was the thing I think that surprised me most is that when you think about something like Brew Hub, you might expect there to be a little bit less emphasis on craft. You'd think it's production, production, yeah. production. Production. And then packaging. And then yeah. buy, see it at the door. But it's craft. And the care they take to represent those brands is really tremendous now i'm not gonna say fuck the brands but fuck the brands for a second let's talk about theirs yeah let's talk right? about theirs because at the end of the day brew hub is making 
really fucking great beer. And you heard it to the point where, I mean, I started off the interview with a congratulations. Oh, and, dude. and deservingly. I mean, Holy honestly. shit, congratulations. Yeah. Two they gold get medals. It. Yeah, they get it. Like, they, they, they deserve the congratulations right off the bat. But what else he likes to get to know ya. And so mm-hmm. we did that. And then we got into really explaining Rome City and Three Ton. Yeah. And Thunder Axe is even an award winner that I was shocked. We really didn't even bring up. Yeah. And it's won, mm-hmm. at least that I know of, three to four medals. So you guys are killing it. Killing it in Florida. And now the the, the country knows. The country knows. Two gold medals from Florida coming It from makes them. sense to me. Like, when you think about who would be producing award-winning beer, it's got to be, you know, the guys that are are analyzing other people's award-winning beer, reproducing it at a scale that is impossible elsewhere. Yeah. Uh, it makes sense that they would understand beer that much and be able to produce something award-winning. And I would be nervous if someone said, well, isn't that kind of cheating because they could break down a beer and da-da-da-da-da-da? But Chris has been doing this since... Oh, he dude, even says so many years. Let's just drop a number. 17, 18 years old. He's been doing this even before he was allowed to be old enough to drink. Yeah, he's and been getting in it. the brewery. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not like he's just going, yeah, well, I decided I was, I, was I, I have my master's in science of this and this and engineering and da 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 and chemistry. No, he has been in beer yeah. forever. Yeah. And he has said how many breweries. And yeah. So. Um, this They're is a brewery. So what they is are. Brew, what is Brew Hub? It's a brewery. It's a brewery. And, and, and the craft that they produce, so their craft beer, it's award winning. It's really good. And the tap room is just like any tap room we've been to. Where yeah. it's, it's a pleasure to drink. It's a pleasure to be there and enjoy the beer. Yeah. You can see the massive brewery. I think it's a you know it's a lot like the places we've been to where I identical where I say, to what we have done. Yeah, it's it's yeah. worth the trip. It might look. You know, when you're driving by, like, some warehouse that you can't enjoy a beer at. But I think it's I think it's not that. You can enjoy a beer Yeah, the there. TVs are there if you need it. The, the board games are there yeah. if you need it. The tables are very much there if you need it. The food trucks are there when you need it. The puppies can be outside when they're there. It is no different than any episode we have done mm-hmm. to this moment. But es- Especially when you break it down with the brewer. So when you talk to Christopher... And, and you get inside his mind of why he makes beer, how he makes beer, and the attention that he pays to his consumer. It is just like everywhere else. We yeah, can, you know? extraordinary how it is so to the point of everybody else. It's the yeah. care that every brewer yeah. has. It now, is that brewer's in, intuition, and yeah. I love it. And I his ability it. to scale is like almost incomprehensible. It's it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. Awesome. I, I, I Dude, got so giddy. I love it. It was, it was insane, like. Oh my god, there were so many parts of this brewery that like uh, yeah, it just felt like we were I need to go back. Different, I, like I like w- a different stage, like a yeah. different scale and it was cool. It was very cool. Uh so yeah, guys, please um take take that exit 25, 27, 28, however you need to get there. If you missed 25 there. Then just get there. Get there because you know it like, deserves it. It, it really deserves does. it. And here's the deal. We love craft beer and we want craft beer to be accessible everywhere we go in the country. Exactly. Like I want to be able to buy the craft beer that I enjoy in Florida when I go home to Wisconsin. Yeah. Like that would be amazing. It would to be amazing. Share what I'm drinking here the- elsewhere. So yeah. How do we do that? If a brewer can't produce and distribute and, and make enough product to go to go national or international for that yeah. matter. Supply and demand. Brew hub exists. Yeah. And that's when that supply and demand happens, you have that that facility to make sure that it could go further. And if you're doubting 
even for a second, whether or not the quality is there, go there. Go to Brooklyn. Go there. Yeah. Go, go check it out. Yeah. Go drink something they've produced. You and, have 24 and, taps. Yeah. And and then check and see, okay, is this brewer talented? Am I enjoying a beer that's as good as the original recipe? And I just bet go your there. ass you're going to. Yeah, I, I so, think you're yeah. going to say yes. Yeah, I really do. I mean, our biggest beer haul ever, everybody thought we were crazy on Instagram and Facebook, was that Wisconsin trip a few weeks ago yeah. when Jillian and I came home with those 32 bottles and cans of Nuclearis, Toppling Goliath, uh, you know, Three Floyds. Yeah, this was a big beer haul. And we love our beer when we go out there. Mm-hmm. We do. Uh, anywhere. Yeah. So it's not like we're just going like, ah, Florida beer's where it's at. No, I like to bring home beer. I love mm-hmm. it. So uh, I'm happy. Yeah. Happy, that was happy, a good episode. Happy. Go check out Brew Hub. Yeah. Uh, okay. Actually, shit, I have an important question. What is November 11th? Yeah, you added that to my calendar. You took my phone in the interview <laughs> yeah. to take photos. You didn't even have your phone with you. So uh, November 11th, let me tell you what it is. Uh, so I've told you that I was going to sit down with the Orlando Weekly. Mm-hmm. We are going to be hosting the Orlando Beer Festival. That's big fucking news. <laughs> so, yeah. Yes. So, uh, so guys, or the Orlando Beer Festival, if you don't have your tickets yet, go to OrlandoWeekly.com and definitely, uh, I think um, Eventbrite, I'll, I'll definitely be able to, well, fuck it, even in an interview, you're not going to write this down. I mean, in a, in a podcast, you're not going to write this down. We'll be all over the social media. We just want to kind of announce it. So uh, That's big news. It's fucking huge. It is amazing. That's uh, going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. It's another opportunity to hang out with the people that love beer and listen yeah. to our podcast. Dude, that's sweet. So you know what's great about our listeners that listen to the podcast? It's also brewers still religiously yeah. listen to our podcast. Yeah. So I'm going to say to those brewers that are going to be or that have their brewery at the Orlando Beer Festival, contact me, guys, because uh, we have some ideas of how to make it worthwhile for yes, you to be let's there. let's connect them with yes. our listeners. Let's connect yes. the brewer with the the people. Brewers uh, and what else yeah, is going to take over the Orlando Beer Festival. Dude, let's, let's get everybody there. And meet the fans. Yes. And meet the people that are drinking your beer. I'm not saying anything against the people pouring your, your beer. I mean, I get it. The reps are beautiful. The sales reps are amazing. Uh, but now we're going to make it where everybody's there. Everybody's there. How do you do it? Why do you do it? Let's go behind the scenes. Yeah, so we're going to go behind the scenes, guys. Uh, we're going to be moderating Q&As with you guys. So, uh, so we have our own little uh, we have our own little agenda that's gonna happen there, as well as hosting, announcing, and things like that. Uh, we'll be there, but uh, yeah, uh, this is gonna be amazing. So we're there, we're excited. Uh, Zachary Rowe, I love you, man. Thank you so much for this, and uh, we're gonna make you proud. Um, but yeah, hey, cheers to this, Dude, brother. Cheers, we got that's this. amazing news. Yeah. That's awesome. So we kind of hinted a little that we were gonna be part of something like this, but it's bigger now, bigger than we thought. And uh, so check us out. What Alzia is gonna be there, and so is Hop On, uh, the Central Florida Brewery uh, tour bus is gonna be there. So on site. We're going to pull that fucker right up into the middle of this. So, yeah, (laughs) that bus is going to be there. That big, beautiful orange bastard will be there. I love that bus. Um, Okay. Brew Hub, we know what it is. Brew Hub, we love what it is. Christopher and Jenny, thank you guys for the interview. Dude, that was such a good time. Doug, I got to meet you. Congratulations. Yeah. Right? God. Right? And we announced the winners last week. And, guys, we're not going to ignore 610. They're coming up. Obviously, we have a lot to say even with Funky Buddha. So that will be coming up in in the future. But uh, right now, we talked to two gold winners. Which is pretty cool. 
yeah it's pretty pretty yeah. pretty rad and uh it's it was the same brewery so that's yeah. amazing to me um rome city anything you want to say about it that's a damn good ipa to drink <laughs> Christ, it's so good it's so good uh three ton oh my god please the word bitter don't let that throw you off yeah don't yeah, let that no, throw you off you probably haven't had anything really quite like it no i mean honestly it's kind of like when people say gravy when it comes to like you think oh that thick shit that's like or dressing on thanksgiving you're like i don't need dressing with my food it's called stuffing it's kind of like that like words <laughs> that kind of misconstrue what they're doing yeah. uh bitter it's not bitter at all so when you see bitter in a beer it's 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 not like, oh god i don't want to no god this english bitter is yeah damn fucking good mm-hmm. it is one of the best i've ever had hands down hands down it's one of those traditional styles. Good yeah. on him, man. Good on him. Yeah. Because I, I, I knew to ask that question to how many of those English bitters. People aren't making them anymore. I'm no. sad about that. No, it's true. That was a huge drop off. What I That number was a lot lower than I thought. So, um, okay. So, Orlando Weekly, Sad Myth, Damn I Love You, uh, Ryan Fleming of Sticker Wolf. Guys, are you not following Sticker Wolf already? Actually, I've noticed there was a hike in the followers on Facebook and, there ought to be. and Instagram. Yeah. Thank you for everything you're yeah. doing for us. <clears throat> and thank you for what you're doing to the brew- for the brewers, man. I mean, honestly, I cannot stop seeing Ryan Fleming stickers out there. Sticker Wolf, guys, please get your stickers from him. Uh, he fucking kicks ass. That's why. And uh, Sad Myth, Jillian Quain, you're the greatest in the world. Uh, we're making newer shirts. We need to talk about our end of the year shirt our tour shirt so yeah so the tour shirt's gonna be coming out in about five uh, six to seven weeks uh anything else we'll see you next week i think that's all we've got that's all we got all right again cheers man cheers brother all right